0: Ladies and gentlemen, today we are in Kansas. And tell everybody, Maya, what is really funny about the location
1: of this amazing chocolate shop, name being Anadors Fine Chocolates. We are um, on State Line Road and across the street, you would be in Missouri. Right, so it's Kansas and Missouri. Kansas, Missouri, only a couple miles from
0: downtown Kansas City. Yep. Literally, probably two miles or so from the plaza, Correct. which is a really beautiful area here. And even there, you know, you're. it's like Kansas, Missouri. But this is the state line here, right? With yep. the state line road? Yep. Okay. So what is really awesome about speaking with you today, and I know we are going to talk to Rachel about her passion for being a chocolatier. You guys welcomed us into your chocolate shop on, a, on an impromptu interview because we heard that you guys are really passionate about what you're doing here. And for the establishment in general, one of the big things that you do is you have macarons. Am I saying that Uh correctly?
1: Macarons, French
0: macarons. Okay, because I'm going to tell you, every time I heard people talking about them, I thought they were talking about the coconut macaroons. And I know this has been a really big thing for the last couple of years Mm -hmm. and maybe before, but for me, that's when I was introduced Mm -hmm. to it. So can you tell everybody exactly what they are? Yes, a French
1: macaron is, a cookie that is made out of almond flour that's a meringue. And then in the center, you can either have a butter, buttercream, a curd, a ganache, or a jam. And about nine month, months ago, we added the French macarons to our line with our fabulous chocolates that we serve here. And um, since then, we, it's been growing. And uh, we also do uh, macaron demonstration classes. And now we have a, a space to sell them here. And so they're lovely. OK, so you have a couple different ones. Because what do I need to know about them? Well, the nice thing is it's like a three-layered process. It's like you get a little bit of the crunch, and then the center is soft, and then you get a very yummy, gooey center, depending on what it is. We have eight in our series now. We just launched two more to our addition. So we have a vanilla, and a lemon, a pistachio, a chocolate, a coffee, a caramel, a citron, a jam, and a lavender. And what's really neat is all the fillings we make here, too, as well. And Rachel, our chocolatier, which I know you're going to talk to, um, makes the fillings for us as well, and so it's all stuff we can use in the shop. Okay, so. Maybe I should wait till the end
0: of the interview to try them, but I two stand out to me. I know okay. a lot of people what are your most popular
1: ones? The most popular is the lemon, we make a lemon curd that is to die for, and then the vanilla has a vanilla buttercream. Okay, the vanilla was my number one. Lavender number two. Okay. So
0: I'm my thinking, favorite's pistachio. That was my number three. <laughs> All right, maybe I should wait. Let's sure. put those. Let's put those here. We'll save them. Okay. They look delicious. And I really want to talk to you, Rachel, about, you know, how does somebody become a chocolatier? Because you know, majority of us love chocolate, right? Right. I don't think it, there's very many people
2: in the world that don't like chocolate. Um, but I actually happened into this job. It was, it was a total fluke. I came to work um, as a retail for Sherry. And um, then about six months after I was here, the chocolatier that was here left. And so I just scooted into the back, and it's been the most amazing six-year
0: journey. What is that transition like? Because, you know, here's the thing, here's the thing. You can do that, you can be hired for retail and then scoot into the back, but you have to say yes to that opportunity. And I think the thing is, and it's amazing to see this chocolate spitting <laughs> over here, but I think the thing for a lot of people is they would be very nervous
2: to it, say yes to that. It was terrifying, <laughs> to be very honest. It was terrifying. But I had an interest in being in the kitchen anyway, so I figured it was, let's just, it's kind of a do or die. Let's just try it and see what happens. And how long ago
0: was that? That was six years ago. And I haven't looked back since. What do you think your greatest hesitation or challenge was?
2: I think it was just learning the nuances. Chocolate's very finicky. Um, Some days it's happy, some days it's not. If it's humid or hot or cold, all those variables come into play. So it was kind of learning what. What it is that I was working with, and then how to kind of tweak every day to be able to continue to have progress. There was lots of no progress days, you know. Which and, and something happens. tells me that <laughs> something tells
0: me that you had a few flops.
2: Oh yes. What What was your most memorable flop? Definite flops. Probably the one that stands out to me the most is we make all these different truffles, and I had finally got down how to make the shells really well, and I had made the filling, and I put the wrong filling in the wrong shell. So. <laughs> So what was it it was supposed to be a port wine and so it was a heart-shaped truffle and i actually put the dark imperial ganache inside of that truffle and then i had to explain to
0: the boss that i had just totally ruined 170 truffles yeah but how do you know you're not gonna you know make the next creation the next peanut butter cup you put my your your peanut butter in my chocolate right yep and you know it that was just kind of one of those
2: things that we just we rolled on past it, and we ended up sampling those, and you It did taste well. And it, you didn't like the way it tasted? It, it actually tasted great. It was just in the wrong shell. So on the display, people would be confused because it wouldn't read like it was supposed to. But I see. we kind of just stepped over that and kept going, but every new thing has
0: those challenges. What do you think your most favorite concoction, creation, or moment of accomplishment was?
2: Oh, well, I think my favorite things to make here are the 3D things, much like this kitty that we're, we'll make, um, because that just allows that creativity. The, you know, the cats all look a little bit different, or, say, Easter bunnies, they're all a little bit different, just because I get to hand and decorate each one of them. Um, but I think probably my biggest, like, woohoo! I finally feel like I've got this I went to um, an intensive boot camp, is what they call it, chocolate boot camp. And when I graduated from that that course, I was like, okay, I can I do got this. this. Well, yeah, you got the information you needed. Yeah, and I had my hands in it for about a year before I went to that class. So it was nice to just kind of get that reassurance that it was okay,
0: I could do it. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. So there, so there is training for chocolate Yes. Okay. So you're making these chocolate kitties. Right. And how do you do that? What's going into that?
2: Well, I, um, and I can take this apart so you guys can see. These molds are two pieces. Um, And so I took the dark chocolate and just painted it in so that the cat would have spots. And then I put the two halves together. Binder clips are a girl's best friend. That's my, my little tagline every time I show someone how to do a, So then I clip the two halves together, and then we fill it with the opposite. So these will actually be milk chocolate cats. And so then I would um, dump chocolate in here and use the shaker table to vibrate so that it doesn't get bubbles. Um, And these will be solid, so they will be completely full of chocolate. Some of the other molds um, are not, though. Some of them are hollow in the middle. So it just kind of depends on what it is.
0: What are these other ingredients you have on your table here? This tub of beans, will hold those so that they don't spill. OK, because I'm like, those don't look like nuts to me. So yep. I'm not sure. Th- those, ah. those are
2: just regular old beans from the grocery store. OK, cool. And so then is that caramel? This is ganache. So this is actually truffle centers waiting to be piped. So this will be the light imperial. We have raspberry, and then we have a dark oh. espresso. So this here is the light imperial, and that's what the center is this one the light yes are, are they all the same center here they well the, the three light ones are milk okay. chocolate ganache center so real smooth creamy milk chocolate and then the dark imperial is this one and it's uh the dark chocolate ganache
0: center i'm gonna try one of these Absolutely. right now it's really so these are brothers to yeah. each other they're yeah. kind of the it's a little bit torture district. with all this chocolate right. around and, and not
2: and having some
0: i probably should have bit it to look at the center but. <laughs> I'm an all-or-nothing kind of girl.
2: Yes. And those have been an On-A-Door staple for 30 years. That's the original recipe, and I still make it the exact same way that they made it when the company started way back. That is phenomenal. And then we've kind of, over the years, we've taken that basic recipe and have built upon it to make lots of other flavors and other kinds of treats. But that's kind of the the start-all staple. My crew is going to love that. Okay, so... (laughs) chocolate dipped apricots okay um this yep. is a turtle we make the caramel here in house it's roast got nuts pecans. In
0: it. oh that's my the turtle <laughs> is my jam yes and then we cut it in with that chocolate little kiss of sea salt on the top what do you think because you know you're talking to us about something you you fell into but I have to tell you that in order for you to first say yes in order for you to want to be successful at the school in order for you to talk so proudly about what you're doing here and the fact that you're keeping their original recipes in place and you're able to put it out in such a beautiful delicate tasteful way it tells me that you know maybe this is something you were supposed to be doing in your life do you think oh i think so i think everyone sort of has a calling for something that they're supposed to do and
2: it it just took me 28 years to figure out what yeah. mine was supposed to which is to actually mean.
0: not a long time because i'm 20 years older than you and i'm still working <laughs> on it so.
2: but you know once you once i kind of found it, it It just, it is, it's the, it's, I can't imagine doing anything else other than making candy and making chocolate, so.
0: What do you think you've learned about
2: yourself? Um, I'm a lot stronger than I thought I was, and I can work under pressure when I never was really that kind of a person. I would usually crack, but when you get into the heat of it, and when you really love what you're doing, you can handle that, I think, better than if you're not really into what you're doing. That's interesting. And it comes to holiday time, and the order board is loaded and i just have to wrap my mind around
0: it and just work my way down the list it probably is extremely fulfilling like you especially at the holiday time when you know all these people want something that is special to them or they wouldn't be ordering it at the holidays and you get to give them that yes
2: and the and looking like we'll we'll, we'll set a goal we're gonna we'll say we're gonna make twenty thousand truffles and that's what our that's what we're gonna start is our christmas goal and when i like get to that last day and I check off that last one and I go, I've got 20,000 under my belt. (sighs) Okay,
0: bring it on, what's
2: next? Because you do, you have that total sense of like, wow,
0: I really did do all of that. You know, we've been going around the country, right? We've been interviewing all these people about their passions and my whole thing for, for Motivate Me is I tell my audience to envision something for themselves first. Like when they said, do you want to be in the kitchen? I'm sure you immediately envisioned yourself here doing this you knew what it was going to take because you've been out the front right so then exploring what it would take like okay how am I physically going to do this and then executing it by saying yes and going for it what kind of advice would you give my audience about all of that
2: believe in yourself more than what you really normally believe in yourself because I think everyone sort of doubts what they can do or kind of doubts their whether it's level of creativity or whatever it might be, and if you really want to do it and it really sparks that in you, then you have to fully believe in yourself, even on your worst day. You have to go, you know what, tomorrow's a new day, and we'll just start again. And there have been times where I've walked out of here at the end of the day and went, oh my gosh, I I don't know if I can go back. And then shift starts at 7 and I walk in the door and it's... It's all over. It's a totally different day. You really love what you're doing and you really are excited about being able to do it. You can just go, you know what, I believe in myself and I believe in what I'm doing. And you have to believe in what you're doing, whether it's speaking with people or making something or selling used cars, whatever it is, you have to believe that you're the best one that there is and you can do it. I believe that. As soon as. As soon as you get that mindset, you can pretty much come for anything that you want to tackle. You are speaking
1: my language, sister. You are speaking my
0: language. So, okay. Maya. Yes. If
1: people want to find you, what's the website? Uh, We're at um, com, And uh, we're at 50th and State Line in Westwood Hills, Kansas. Oh, you should try these. Because this is a great addition to the fabulous chocolate. That Rachel, do do you have a favorite?
0: Um... Well, the lemon is my favorite. Okay. It is. I'm going to go for the vanilla. I'm such a vanilla girl. This is my very first one ever in my life. Oh
1: my. It's going to change your life. Everybody loves these. Yeah. (laughs) Once once you have one, you can't go back. (laughs) And we've had a lot of samples here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There is no going back.
1: I've never tasted anything like this. It's lovely. Yes. Sherry put her heart and soul into this, so I'm just helping promote it and sell it cuz I love them too.
0: I wish Sherry was in town so we yeah. could have her. Yeah, yeah, she's However, wonderful. Sherry, everybody's doing right by you. They let us come in. They give us an amazing an amazing opportunity to see what you are all about here. And I mean, your employees are passionate people, passionate about what they're doing here. So thank you both so much. It was really great. great. It was great.
1: Thanks for coming.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore and execute a plan or, how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful. You can find me at Motivate Me